Hello and welcome to the She Reads Truth podcast. She Reads Truth creates beautiful, accessible Bible reading plans and resources to help you get into God's Word every day. Each week here on the podcast, we talk about what we're going to read together as a community this week. I'm your host, Rachel Myers. And I'm your other host, Amanda Bible-Williams. And this week, here on our second week of our Advent series, we are welcoming our friend J.J. Heller to the podcast JJ is a singer-songwriter and just an artist. She is always creating, and she has lots and lots of albums, songs. She releases a single every month. The first Friday of every month, there's something new from oh JJ. Goodness. I mean, how about that? That's incredible. But she just recently released a Christmas album called I Dream of You Christmas. It's part of her I Dream of You series. This episode, this conversation was such a surprise and a delight because our conversation about Advent and what it means that Jesus comes to release us from our fears and sins, it just took a turn into a conversation that I think I know I really needed, and I suspect many of you do as well. So let's get right to this episode with J.J. Heller. JJ Heller, welcome to the Sherry's Truth Podcast. Thank you so much. Well, can I just tell you that this is the perfect week for me to come? Like these verses, especially the beginning of this uh-huh. study, like I, that my biggest struggle is fear. And so I've done a lot of wrestling with this and it's been a long journey. And, yeah. and if there's one thing that I feel, passionate about talking about is how God works in the midst of our fears. And so yes. I was just reading all these scriptures that are so familiar to me and thinking oh, I like— I love this. God's so awesome. I love <laughs> it. You know, I didn't know that about you. Because, JJ, you and I have known each other for a while, but not very well. Yeah. Right? So, like, we just have been kind of in similar circles and in same places, same time kind of thing. Um, but I didn't know that about you. Mm-hmm. But I do know— some of your music, mm-hmm. and yeah. that makes sense to me mm-hmm. because your music is so calming. Mm. And, you know, and I don't mean that it's all like they're all ballads and slow, you know, or lullaby-ish, but even with the ones that are more up-tempo, there's something safe that, fe- you know, something about mm-hmm. your music that just makes me feel like, okay, this is like a blanket. Mm. <laughs> and um, And so it sounds like maybe you create music that you need. Mm-hmm. We're going to link to, obviously, to your music in the show notes, but there also, I think, some of the hidden gems are the videos. Oh, the my cutest, word. The best little video. Like, I'm thinking of the one with all the props. What's the song oh, called? Boat Song. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna, That one specifically I'm going to link to, <laughs> and then you can tell me another favorite, and we'll link to it, too. But. I mean, the videos are insane. Like, the combination, like, I think about Nat's birth, yeah. uh, our friend Natalie Enzer. Oh! I didn't know you knew her. Oh, That's yeah, amazing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So Joy Proudy. Proudy filmed the birth, mm-hmm. and then it's your song laid over the... Yeah. Oh, what's the name of the so song? Sweet. It's called Big Love, Small Moments. Oh, my goodness. Can just, we link to that as well uh-huh. if you grab just want to cry? Grab some tissues. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Grab some tissues. Anyway, I love, JJ, that you're here for Advent and that we're doing, especially because we are taking this 
old Advent hymn and breaking down the lyrics and kind mm-hmm. of going one lyric at a time. It feels really cool to have a musician I know. today. So in this week, we have three new lyrics. So y'all know you've been with us last week that sometimes we like to sit in a lyric for a couple of days. And so mm-hmm. that's what we'll do this week. The new lyrics are From Our Fears and Sins Release Us, which we'll spend three days on. And I'm really excited to, to spend time on those. Mm-hmm. And then Let Us Find Our Rest in Thee. And Israel's strength and consolation. That's a yeah. good week. <sighs> it just right? makes me want to like take a deep uh-huh. breath and exhale. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It feels Christmassy in the like the really right ways. Yeah. Of yeah. the like we needed that baby Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Can we read? I feel like we need to read the oh, lyrics again because we can't just like ask JJ to sing the song, can we? Probably not. I mean, that's Probably up to not. JJ. Like, but we could ask her to read the lyrics. Okay, would okay. you read the lyrics sure, for us? yeah. I would love to. Come, thou long-expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins release us. Let us find our rest in thee. Israel's strength and consolation, hope of all the earth thou art. Dear desire of every nation— Joy of every longing heart. Born thy people to deliver. Born a child and yet a king. Born to reign in us forever. Now thy gracious kingdom bring. By thine own eternal spirit rule in all our hearts alone. By thine all-sufficient merit, raise us to thy glorious throne. Amen. That'll preach. So that's not scripture, but— yeah. These words were written from Scripture. They were inspired by Scripture. And Mm -hmm. so that's what we're doing. We're looking to the Bible to learn about the anticipation of and the promise of and the arrival of Jesus, Mm -hmm. which this hymn speaks so beautifully to, Mm -hmm. and why it's significant. I mean, this hymn is so—like, the economy of words in this hymn Mm -hmm. is really— Oh my! Astounding yeah. to me that there's so much truth packed into such a compact. It's, Charles like, Wesley knew his Bible. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, they, and Charles Wesley knew how to write a hymn. Yeah, do you did. know how many hymns? Did you see that in the book? How many hymns he's written? No, he wrote six thousand over six thousand hymns. <sighs> wow! Yeah. Right. <laughs> So just keep that'll be remember that when Six, you and Dave are like, do we want to write? Yeah, 6, let's go. It was, wow. I think it was after we stopped recording with Max Lucado last week, and Amanda was like, "How many books have you written?" And like he was like trying to think, and I was expecting honestly like prolific writer, yeah. and I was trying to think like maybe in the sixties, like a high number, and he said it's somewhere in the low hundreds. <gasps> oh, wow. Like one hundred and ten, one hundred and twelve. He wasn't sure. He had just released another book that week. Uh huh. Yeah. No one feel Prolific. bad. Everybody, you're all doing great. Everything's <laughs> fine. But but back to like, he knew his Bible and he knew how to write a hymn. And so it's amazing how there's this one sentence, from our fears and sins release us. Mm-hmm. And even though we spend, what, three days on that yeah. in this reading plan? That, that's not enough. Right. <laughs> there's so more. Yeah. But it's so fun. So what stood out to you, JJ? You were saying, I mean— You struggle with fear. That Mm -hmm. resonates with me. Mm -hmm. What is it about these scriptures that spoke to you? Oh, well, they're very familiar to me because about 20 years ago when I was really suffering from anxiety and panic attacks, I was, you know, like searching through scripture for for all of the verses about 
fear in God as our protector. And so it was really amazing for me to read through these passages and then think back to where I was Mm. when I was digging in and just remember how far the Lord has Mm -hmm. brought me and what a comfort it was back then when I read these verses and what a comfort it is to me now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I look at Psalm 27, Mm -hmm. verse Mm 1, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom should I dread? And I love that it's like this rhetorical question. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, no one. Right. Yeah. Like God's on your side. Yeah. And for somebody who struggles with anxiety, there are all these fears come to the surface. And, you know, sometimes it could be social anxiety, like, what if I do something weird or say the wrong thing or offend somebody or make a fool of myself? Or what if, like, if, if it's a physical fear, like, what if I am dying of something that I don't know what it is yeah. yet? And, like, it doesn't matter what the fear is. The answer is God is on my side. Amen. You know? Mm-hmm. And and to just have that comfort, it makes all the difference in the world. I love that. The exercise for day nine, you guys have kind of probably picked up on this rhythm as you've gone through week one, but we pause at the end of the Old Testament reading every day and kind of reflect there first, like before the first Advent and kind of take a minute. And then again, we reflect after the New Testament reading. And today's exercise was really sweet to me. It just said, you know, underline in the Old Testament reading every reason given for not needing to fear. And that was just cool for me to just kind of go through all the Psalms, like, He is the stronghold of my life. He has been my helper. The Lord cares for me. The Lord is great. He's Mm -hmm. greater than all gods. He does whatever He pleases. I will see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living. Like, all these reasons. Yeah. That's like, what a great way to study the Scriptures on a day like today. Totally. And by that, I mean any day. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Psalm 135, verse 6, really stood out to me, too. Mm. The Lord does whatever He pleases in heaven and on earth, Mm. in the seas and all the depths. And especially when I am in that anxious space, what it is is just the feeling of being out of control. Yeah. Yeah. It's like all these things are happening that I don't want them to happen, or it's the fear of— what if something happens that I don't want to happen? Yeah. And then to go back to this verse and read that the Lord does whatever He pleases in heaven and on earth. Like, That's right. Yeah. He is in control. Amen. So yeah. that means that I don't have to be in control. Yeah. Yeah. Our friend Sharon Hardy Miller has a, a book that she recently released called The Cost of Control. Hmm. I'm a little bit afraid to read it, if I'm honest with you, because I think— The Lord is going to work through that book because I know Sharon and I know that that book is full of scripture. Yeah. Yeah. And I can predict that the Lord is going to work through that book to highlight some parts of my heart where I insist on control. Mm. And whether that goes, it goes back to fear. Yeah. I mean, really, that's where it goes back to. Yeah. (laughs) You know, just fear of things going a different way or. Or not knowing, fear of the unknown, how things will go. What does but, it yeah. mean to title your book something that makes people afraid to read it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I think yeah. that means it was especially well titled. The subtitle, I think, does help and does make me definitely want to read the book. Why We Crave It. So it's the cost of control. Why We Crave It, the anxiety it gives us, mm-hmm. and the real power that God promises. Hmm. And it's true. Like, control 
trying to control it. We, we're trying to relieve anxiety, but it actually yeah, that's can right. Create anxiety and mm-hmm. compounds it even right, yeah. right. Yeah, I remember when I first started to go to counseling when I was having all those panic attacks, having one session where my therapist pointed out that anxiety and panic attacks are actually an issue of control. And I am mostly just like a follower by nature and a people pleaser. I just want everyone to be happy. I hate conflict. And so to think of myself Mm -hmm. as being controlling was a total mental shift. But the more we talk through it, the more I realize that that's exactly what Hmm. it is. It's, It's me trying to control my present and and my future to avoid pain. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that was so helpful. Yeah, yeah. We're going to need to spend some more time together. <laughs> I'm just over here nodding. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. So something along those lines, something that stood out to me in this reading in Psalm 27, verse mm. 14 says, wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart be courageous. Wait for the Lord. And that phrasing, the CSB says, let your heart be courageous. I was like, oh, like... Mm. It's like the courage to have courage. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, that like don't be afraid to have courage. And because even that I think is is hard, you yeah. know, and it's like we need more words in the English language to yeah. express that. <laughs> but so this, I mean, scripture is so rich, right? When we're looking at these reasons, as the exercise pointed out in the study book, the reasons that we have not to fear. We have a whole study on that yeah. called Do Not Fear, yeah. where we look to Scripture to see the reasons that we can have confidence in who God is mm-hmm. and His character. Oh, y'all, if you have not done that study, we'll link to it because yeah. that was probably one of my favorites. Yeah, I should probably write that one yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll hook you up, Jada. We'll hook you up. Mm-hmm. But connecting this to Advent, because some of these Scriptures I've never read as part of an Advent study. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and so to like, okay, one of the reasons Jesus came mm-hmm. and one of the hopes that he gives us that Jesus did come is that he releases us from fear. Mm-hmm. And so in the New Testament readings, we get to read the story of Jesus walking on water where he just completely freaks the disciples out yeah. when he's coming toward them because they're like, what, what's happening? Who is this? It's a ghost. And his response is, have courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Hmm. And that this is, you know, Jesus is God, and the same God who in the Old Testament is saying in Isaiah 43, now this is what the Lord says, mm-hmm. do not fear, I have redeemed you, I have called you by your name, you are mine, I will be with you. Mm-hmm. That's right, that's right. I was thinking about this lyric in particular, just kind of thinking about the I guess we'll say already and not yetness mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. That cry like from our sins and fears release us. Mm-hmm. And knowing that presently mm-hmm. we can be released from our fears and from our sins and that there will be a, a perfect release mm-hmm. of those things yeah. that we wait for. And I think there's a, we see that actually throughout the lyrics of this song, throughout our lives, mm-hmm. the already and not yetness. Yeah. Of that, but it it helped me to remember that this cry, this request to release us, isn't only answered in the new heaven and the new earth. Mm-hmm. That there is a present answer to that in the birth and mm-hmm. and ministry and death and resurrection of Jesus, in the giving of the Holy Spirit, 
in the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. We have all of those things. I love, like Amanda, that you were saying, like this same God who walked on water, but also, you know, just said, like, do not fear for I'm with you in Isaiah 43 and the spirit that dwells in us. This is the same. And we have Mm -hmm. access to that today to be released from our fears Mm -hmm. and our sins. Yeah. And I did want to say for a long time when I read Do Not Be Afraid in Scripture, it was just like, ugh, I failed again. Right. (laughs) You know? And I, like a correction. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't do that. I'm sorry I did it again. Don't do it. I'm stop sorry. it. Yeah. yeah, where it's like in my mind, it was almost like God was saying, like, stop being a sissy. Like, suck uh, it up and don't be afraid. Yeah. And instead, there's kind of been this like shift in my mind from this like angry coach or something mm. to like this loving father taking my face in his hands mm-hmm. and saying, you don't have to be afraid. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's such a different perspective. It's like said in a loving way of, I want you to live your life to the fullest. And that means a life without fear. You don't have to be afraid because I am with you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, the birth of Christ is proof. Yeah. Emmanuel. (laughs) That he is with us. Yeah. That he, he actually went so far as to be born of a virgin as a baby and walk the earth, you know, in the water, as we see mm-hmm, <laughs> in Matthew 14. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we get to read Romans 8 on Monday. The Believer's Triumph. I mean, that is this the best title. I know, I love it. <laughs> um, and just all the things that cannot, though mm-hmm. they may try, mm-hmm. <laughs> and though we may try to let them, cannot separate us. Can we okay. read that? Can we read the Believer's Triumph? I feel like I mean, we will not be sad. I, I'll never say no to that question. <laughs> JJ, I loved your voice so much when you read the lyrics to the hymn. Would you read Romans 8 for us, verse 31 through 39? I would love to. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He did not even spare His own Son, but gave Him up for us all. How will he not also with him grant us everything? Who can bring an accusation against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is the one who died, but even more has been raised. He also is at the right hand of God and intercedes for us. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Can affliction or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, because of you, we are being put to death all day long. We are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come— nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Mm, thanks be to God. This is you never regret reading the believer's triumph. That is the this is the passage that we as a family memorized at the beginning of the pandemic. And I remember mm. our kids like standing on the coffee table going, nor this, nor this, like figuring yeah. out all the nors in order and all of that. But like this was something that we needed to hide in our hearts deep in yeah. that season. And so yeah. I always think about that when we read it. Mm. But now we just have it. 
It makes me think of this moment. This is so random. When I lived in Phoenix, there was a woman who would teach yoga classes at church and like just speak scripture over us. Oh, um, cool. And there was something about like working my body really hard and sweating and then mm-hmm. also having the truth like spoken over me, like almost every time at the end where you're just lying there <laughs> when you've like, okay, yeah, I'm so tired. I just like, it's not like I heard an audible voice from the Lord, but just in my heart, I felt like God was saying, I have decided to love you mm. and there's nothing you can do that can change my mind. Hmm. And it was just, you know, at the time when I, I like I was so anxious and I was so frustrated with myself for, you know, returning to fear over and over and just feeling so unworthy mm-hmm. of God's love. And it was just so kind of him to speak so specifically to yeah. me. That yeah. it's like, it's not up to you. Nothing can separate you mm-hmm. from my love. Like, not your fear, not your shortcomings. Right. He just made up his mind and, yeah. and he loves us. And he does what he pleases uh-huh. on the land and in the sea. Yeah. And one of the things that he pleases to do is love, love us, us. <laughs> right. no matter what. Yeah. 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 I love that That's image beautiful. of you just being like physically just tapped out. Spent. You know, you're just done. And then that's when you can really hear it. Yeah. You know, that like, hey, you can't do anything to make this more or less. Right. Like it just is what it is. Yeah. And it's especially in that moment when right. I'm like, okay. That's what I, I'm saying. Yeah. I have nothing left to offer. And God is like, yes, and I love you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, like that. I liked one of the one of the questions at the end of this day in the study book was how can we intentionally seek God's comfort in our Advent rhythms? So, you know, here we are in the middle of the Advent season and you know, whether we're in the Advent season or whether this was, you know, March, these are things we need to hear. And and one of the ways that I answered that question is like rehearsing these things that are true. And one of the beautiful things about the Christmas season is that we do that kind of by default through music. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, that like we're singing Christmas hymns and carols that have truth baked in. And we're rehearsing the story and rehearsing what's true. That's right. But I need that all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is why we have also just the everyday hymns That's right. to, to be the, our portable theology. To mm-hmm. be. That's right. And it's why I think, JJ, the work that you do is so important. Yeah, I agree. The ministry of music. And not just you think of music ministers like in a church setting, but in the capital C church setting and just in the world, like the ministry that music is to us and the way that it can get to us Hmm. in the ways that a conversation or reading a book, you know, sometimes can't. There's something that music accesses in us. So be encouraged. I think that's one of the things that you do. Mm, Thank you. Hey friends, interrupting this conversation really quickly to remind you that it is not too late to get your Advent books. Advent is a long season and we will spend five weeks in this series. So if you still want a book, go to shopshereadstruth.com and pick one up. Use fast shipping and we will get it to you as quickly as we can. But if you want it today, the great news is that you can also order a digital study book and download it immediately. Don't forget, there are all kinds of great Christmas gifts and Advent extras 
greeting card sets, 25 card sets, and some fantastic Kids Read Truth resources. Y'all are going to love them, and you'll find them all at shopshereadstruth.com. Hey friends, do you want to keep opening your Bibles, but you're not sure where to start or what to read next? The She Reads Truth subscription box makes daily Bible reading easy. Sign up and we will send you our newest study book every month so that you never have to wonder what to read next. We will help you be a woman in the Word of God every day. Just visit shopshereadstruth.com slash subbox that's S-U-B-B-O-X, and get your monthly subscription today. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for our text message program. That is the best way to get early bird access to all of our biggest deals, restock alerts, special offers, all the things. That's shopshereadstruth.com slash subbox. All right, back to the show. Do you find that at Christmas that like, as a songwriter, do you feel inspired in the season to like write this stuff down like why it matters so much that's probably every day for you yeah no (laughs) (laughs) I would like to think that it would be but no I think especially in the Christmas season because there's just this sense of wonder hanging in the air Mm -hmm. where most of the year I have to really work for it to look for the beautiful things. Um, What's funny is like most of the time as songwriters, you record Christmas music like in July. (laughs) I wondered about that. The time of year, I mean, just like for us, like we make the Advent book not in December. And so you're kind of having to go like, I'm thinking Advent thoughts, which are really just everyday thoughts. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe put a little jingle bell over with some it. twinkle lights. <laughs> yeah, yeah everyday thoughts with twinkle Wear lights. Wear a sweater for your photo shoot in July. That's right. You know yeah. the drill. Yeah. <laughs> On Tuesday, we'll continue to read mm-hmm. about this line from our fears and sins release us, and we see that Scripture is full of these reasons that we can trust God. Yeah. Instead of fear. But this one felt like a lot of, I found myself looking for themes, like even within the theme of what's different about this day's reading. And so there's a lot of like freedom from the enemy Mm. in this day Mm. and also from death, from shame. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of freedom in this day. What shall we read? And then a little bit of Hebrews, which we all feel fond of Hebrews right now, having just read it. Yes. Yes, we do. Ooh, can we read... Isaiah yes. 25, I mean, verse 7 is the one that I highlighted. This is Isaiah 25, starting in verse 7. On this mountain, he will swallow up the burial shroud, the shroud over all the peoples, the sheet covering all the nations. Hmm. Should we pause? <laughs> That's a big image. Wow. It's a powerful image. We should pause. The shroud over all the peoples, the sheet covering Oh, the burial shroud. So we're all covered by a, a burial, burial shroud. shroud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All peoples, all nations. Hmm. And the Lord of armies, mm-hmm. picking up this, his name there from verse 6, the mm-hmm. Lord of armies will swallow up the burial shroud. Verse 8, when he has swallowed up death once and for all, hmm. the Lord God will wipe away the tears from every face and remove his people's disgrace from the whole earth, for the Lord has spoken. So we've got Mm. freedom from death, Mm 
freedom from shame mm. that is described there. In verse 9, on that day it will be said, look, this is our God. We have waited for Him, and He has saved us. This is the Lord. We have waited for Him. Let's rejoice and be glad in His salvation. Mm. I mean, that's Advent. Mm-hmm. Not just the first Advent of Jesus. Mm-hmm. This is the second coming, mm-hmm. that already and not yet that you already spoke about, Rachel. Yeah. It's like, this is true in Jesus, and it will be true. Yeah. In Jesus. I mean, reading that line and remove his people's disgrace, like I start thinking about that and like, what is our great disgrace? And that's our sin. It's our impurity. And to think about sin as our disgrace that we cannot scrub off of ourselves, right? There's nothing that we can do to clean it off of us and to know that we're washed in the blood of Jesus and to know that like, this is something that once and for all that currently covers the whole earth and will be taken away, and we will just get to say, blessed be the name of the Lord who brings us our salvation today. Hmm. And it's just so amazing that the beginning of the end of death is the birth of a baby. Hmm. You know, it's like such humble beginnings, but here is Jesus the Messiah, Mm -hmm. come to defeat death once and for all. And and then to picture him Mm -hmm. like in the manger, totally helpless. And I love thinking about that because I think of all the times in the New Testament where it says like, you know, like, I don't want you to be mistaken about those who have fallen asleep. And like, what will happen is with a shout and the trumpet call of God, like this loud thing, or even like thinking about when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, it was with a shout. He Mm -hmm. said, come out, Lazarus. Like, there's this like big, booming, shouting moments, right? But to think that it all began— in such a like quiet moment. Yeah. And mm. you think about the cry of a newborn baby. Uh-huh. You know, and it's just so little. So little. <laughs> yeah. And they're just screaming with all they have. Yeah. Or maybe that began with a shout too. Maybe that was Mary's <laughs> shout. I mean that <laughs> probably so. Yes. Yeah. It is not a story we could ever dream of writing. And this thinking about Jesus, who was born, just like all of us were born mm-hmm. as babies. That verse in Colossians that we get to read Mm. with this day, and in verse 9 where it says, For the entire fullness of God's nature dwells bodily in Christ. So that means that the entire fullness of God's nature, that was true of baby Jesus, too. Like, that's— My goodness. This is a supernatural thing right. that yes. is happening, yes. right? And then it gets even, I have five exclamation points in the margin here. <laughs> Verse 10, and this is you. A five alarm fire. <laughs> yes. And you, believer, follower of Jesus, have been filled by him mm. who is the head over every ruler and authority. So <laughs> Jesus. Draw a diagram for us, Amanda. Right, truly, <laughs> if the entire fullness of God's nature dwells bodily in Christ, and we are filled with Christ. Ah, like, that's a lot, you know? And it all started in that major. Correction. It didn't all start in the major. But that marked yes. the arrival yeah. of the God incarnate, yeah. right? It started at, before the beginning, yeah. right? And having in the beginning was the word. So much time this summer and early fall thinking about the presence of God, you know, when we read Exodus Mm -hmm. this summer and like, 
watching the presence of God lead the Israelites out of Egypt and then take up residence in the tabernacle. And then we read in Leviticus about like what a obviously very big deal it was to like become anywhere near the presence of God, how holy He is. And then to read something like this in Colossians, the holy God came as a baby mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. now dwells in us. It's epically epic. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of freedom from fear, still in that Colossians passage, in verse 14, he erased the certificate of debt with its obligations that was against us and opposed to us and has taken it away by nailing it to the cross. Mm. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and disgraced them publicly. He triumphed over them in him. So God triumphed over them in Jesus. Jesus triumphs over the enemy. I try so, not to spend the whole podcast going, mm. Because then I feel like when I listen back to it, because I listen to it also, and then I'm just like, Rachel, would you just stop with the grunting? (laughs) (laughs) You're just feeling it. (laughs) Uh uh But that's the kind of the why Mm -hmm. of Romans 8, the believer's triumph. Yeah. Or the how. Like, this is how. That's why it's a triumph. Mm -hmm. Over the enemy. It makes me think about the scripture that says, if God is for us, then who can be against us? Right. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's true. Because what it's can separate true. us? Mm-hmm. That's right. And we get we get to keep. I mean, y'all, you're gonna delight mm-hmm. in this reading this week. But wait, before we go to the next day, for those of y'all who have a study book, there is this extra in the study book. It's called the Trinity. It starts on page sixty four, and I think it it takes a couple of pages, goes through sixty seven. We, as a She Reads Truth team, the Trinity is something that that puzzles not just our team, but all believers everywhere. There's a lot of scholarship, <laughs> a lot of it, ink spilled. If you've got it Trinity. figured out, you just give us a call. But it's something that just because we don't understand it doesn't mean that we don't talk about it. Or that it's not true. Or that it's not true. Right. This is good. And so we really wanted to get to talk about the Trinity. When we talk about the incarnation of God mm-hmm. at Christmas time, it feels like this is an important part of that conversation. Like to really think about what is the reality of the three in one, the Godhead, like what does scripture tell us? And so honestly, this was one of those that like rather than, you know, starting from scratch or something like that, we wanted to look at what scholarship has done and like, what have the people who have gone before us and taken the time, what have they said? Like, what resources do we have? And so in the study book, y'all, I hope you enjoy this even half as much as I did because this was so meaningful to me. There is an extra, and it's an excerpt from the Athanasian Creed about the Trinity. And it's wonderful. I mean, I see you have stuff underlined. Yeah, you want a sampling? Here's Would you a, just give us a sampling? Here's it a is, sampling. It feels so meaningful at Christmas time. Just go ahead and insert all of the mind-blowing emojis mm-hmm. here. So just I'm just going to hop around. And we don't even include, like you said, Rachel, it's an excerpt. So the whole thing is pretty long. And even in the book, it's pretty long. We worship one God in Trinity and the Trinity in unity, neither blending their persons nor dividing their essence. I mean... Wow. Yeah. Just go ahead. You can pause and Mm -hmm. sit on that for about three weeks and then come Mm -hmm. back. And then it just keeps going. For the person of the Father is a distinct person. The person of the Son is another. And that of the Holy Spirit is still another. But the divinity of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is one. Their glory equal. Their majesty co-eternal. It goes on. There are 
you know, and when we're thinking specifically about Jesus, God incarnate, mm-hmm. you know, there are lines like, the Son was neither made nor created. He was begotten from the Father alone. This is the one. This is the little paragraph that got me. I see that star. Nothing in this Trinity is before or after. Nothing is greater or smaller. In their entirety, the three persons are co-eternal and co-equal with each other. So in everything, as was said earlier, yeah, 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 in the many paragraphs that came before this one, we must worship their Trinity in their unity and their unity in their Trinity. I it, love thinking about this, and I also yeah. like feel like my mind's like, what? Brain That's explosion. Right. Uh-huh. That's right. And so I think just as like a small takeaway from that is that the reason that things like the creeds like this and these reminders are important is because because it is such a big concept, we can kind of fall into an errant way of thinking about the Trinity. Like we can think about like, okay, well, Jesus was God, but different from the God of the Old Testament. Well, that's not true. They're distinct, but they're the same. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, and even as I say that, I'm like, is that the right word? Is distinct the right word? Because <laughs> it's, word. you know, it's a, it's a whole thing. And there's not like a hierarchy. I mean, I absolutely mm-hmm. confess that I often think of, okay, it's God the Father, then Jesus the Son, then the Holy Spirit. She's using her hands. Yeah, She's so like I'm them. starting like yeah. up here is God the Father, then in the middle is Jesus the Son, and then there on the bottom, bless his heart, is the Holy Spirit. Not true. <laughs> yeah. Like that's not the case. And so it's helpful because as we're thinking about this miracle and this gift that God took on flesh mm-hmm. to become fully human and still fully God, this is not just a man who was born and was awesome and did a lot of great things. Like this was right. This was God walking yeah. among us. Yeah. And that is, you know, and dwelling among us. And it will be that way again. Mm-hmm. Amen. Let it be so. Okay. How's this week? What how's it, maybe next week? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> mm. How yeah. about that for the next advent? Yeah. Maranatha. Okay, so day 11 is our last day of From Our Fears and Sins Release Us. We get to read from Isaiah 53, which to me does feel more like a traditional Advent passage Mm -hmm. because it's just this prophetic, you know, like, or maybe it's a Lent passage too. It feels prophetic. It's a messianic prophecy. I see you pointing, JJ. What are you pointing to? Yeah, well, verse Mm 6, we all went astray like sheep. We all have turned to our own way, and the Lord has punished him, Jesus, Mm -hmm. for the iniquity of us all. As I read that scripture, it made me think of Jesus refers to himself as the good shepherd, Mm -hmm. you know, shepherding the sheep. But then not only was he the shepherd, but it's like he became a sheep, like he humbled himself to become a sheep to die for. Right. For the flock and it's such a humbling thing for him to do i mean that just the amount of love yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. to do that for us and sheep are not the smartest in the bunch and yet you know it takes me back to what we were talking about earlier it's just he decided to love us like he knows yeah. we mess up all the time he mm-hmm. knows we fall short he knows all the bad choices that we have made, all the bad choices that we will make. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. yet 
he didn't change his mind. He still gave up everything yeah. to be with us. To release mm-hmm. us from our sins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, even going down to verse 10 there, it says, when you make him a guilt offering. And we know, having read Leviticus and Hebrews, that he was brought outside of the city, just like the lamb for the Day of Atonement, like the guilt offering. It's that sheep language again, even though it doesn't say it, we know from knowing our Bibles that this is that language of him being slaughtered as the guilt offering. Yeah. Not only is he the shepherd, but he is the the sheep. Yeah. And the, the freedom that we have, it's this, I loved the summary in First Peter from this day's reading, First yeah. Peter 2, 24 and 25, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that having died to sin, hmm. we might live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. Hmm. So we're free from death. We're free from sin, from our slavery to sin. Verse 25, for you were like sheep going astray, but you have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Overseer of your souls. Yeah. And so there's that mm. that freedom of being brought back in, you know, being made right and brought in. And it's, so it's a freedom from myself. Yeah. You know, like going my own way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. I'm surprised by how much, I don't know why I'm surprised. I find so much comfort in that line, the overseer. Mm-hmm. Like to think that my soul has an overseer and you know mm-hmm. who it isn't? Me. Right. Like, <laughs> like there's a, a capital O overseer of my soul and he cares about me and he loves me and he pursues me mm-hmm. and he wants my soul to pursue him. Yeah. Thinking about him in that way. At Christmas time or really any time, that's really special to me. Yeah. As I was reading that scripture, especially back in Isaiah, where it just highlights like this is the extreme sacrifice yes. that, that Jesus gave for you. And, and just listing like he was oppressed and afflicted. He was like a lamb to the slaughter, you know, and it's like to consider the weight of that sacrifice so that we could live in freedom. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, I just had this picture in my head of like children playing in a field once a war is over. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like you still know that your dad or your aunt or your friend like fought on your behalf and and maybe gave their life. So there's Mm -hmm. there's that that weight of like, I know this isn't free, but like this is the joy that I now get to experience. That was purchased for me. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I could camp out on Isaiah 53 for a little while. Yeah. Okay. I see you've turned the page. And on the next page, we did skip over the pepper jelly. Well. I want you to know that as I turned the page and saw the pepper jelly preparing for this week, I got opened my shipped app and I ordered all the ingredients because I'm for sure making that this weekend. (laughs) We have a new lyric, but also it's all the sweaters and mittens and stuff. (laughs) This is absolutely adorable. (laughs) I'm just delighted by the artwork. I know that there are things better than artwork, but this is awesome. Well, it is delightful. And now I just want I just want that to be wrapping paper. I want to wrap everything <laughs> yeah. in that. So the lyric is, let us find our rest in thee. So, you know, again, those go together. From our fears and sins, release us. Let us find our rest in thee. I mean, we can find our rest in a lot of places, y'all. Like we, we can and look we for do, it. Yeah. right? We look for rest and we find versions of rest in a lot of places, but we can't 
find, there's one place to find true rest. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what Scripture teaches us, and I think that's what experience teaches us. And so, yeah, and it's it's a progression, right? Like that rest can't come when we're in bondage to fear Mm -hmm. and to sin. So I loved this. JJ, what... This one, I was excited to read this day and talk about this day with you. And I'm trying to figure out how to articulate why. <laughs> but I think it kind of goes back to that image I have with, of you because of your music. We've created lullabies, mm-hmm. you know? So when I think about finding our rest, I'm kind of like hearing your music as a soundtrack Ooh, to this yeah. reading day. Yeah. Well, I mean, we all know that rest is so important. I right. mean, like medicinal Im- almost. Yeah. yeah. Like or not almost, it is. It's important emotionally right. and physically. Mm-hmm. Right. Um and sometimes it's so hard to find. And yeah. I think at least for me, and I think this is true for most people, that we can't truly rest unless we feel safe. Mm. Yeah. Like I think of the times when my husband goes out of town and I go to like lie down in my bed and it's really hard to fall asleep because, you know, with my tendency to worry, I'm like yeah. automatically worst case scenarios and are, are all the doors mm-hmm. locked and do people know that like my husband's out of town mm-hmm. and, you know, my yeah. mind starts racing because I don't feel safe. And I love Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I have what I need. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He renews my life. He leads me along the right paths for His namesake. I mean, He's there. He's He's watching over us. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I think that's what I try to remind people of through my music is that they're safe. That they're safe in God's love, that mm-hmm. there is no mm-hmm. reason to fear. There's a song where the chorus is, you are safe, you are loved, there is no need to fear, I will be right here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of the songs are written from the perspective of a parent, but I just also, like, I love to envision the Lord singing these songs mm. over us as yeah. well. Like, there's just so much— Yeah. Overlap, And I think growing up, I sometimes had this vision of God in my head of the disciplinarian and the one that I needed to impress and not disappoint. And it's been a really wonderful experience becoming a mother and kind of seeing or experiencing a new part of maybe the way that God sees us as well. Like the way that I love my children unconditionally, Mm -hmm. I feel like I get like a little sneak peek into how God feels about us as well. Yeah. Yeah. I loved Psalm 62, 1 and 2. I am at rest in God alone. My salvation comes from Him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I will never be shaken. And you know, I mean, there are things that shake us, the circumstances and fear, and, you know, there are a lot of things that threaten us, but there's a different level, like, of rest and safety and security that comes in Jesus. 
yeah. that comes from God in Jesus. And it's it's a rest that isn't just when I think about rest, I feel like, you know, I think about like like a deep breath and a sigh and like a being able to be stilled. But in the way scripture describes rest, it's not just that kind of rest. It is freedom mm-hmm. from sin and mm-hmm. fear. It's yeah. security and provision. You know, it's Psalm 23. It's salvation, mm-hmm. that God's salvation. Like that couplet is that way for a reason. I am at rest in God alone. My salvation comes from Him. And like salvation and rest are linked. Mm-hmm. It's forgiveness. It's confidence. It's peace. It's all of these things that we get in God, and He is the the only place that we get that full package yeah. <laughs> of all of that that results in a deeper, truer rest. Yeah, than... it's a, it's another already and not yet. Yeah. yeah, like it makes me think of what we read in Hebrews chapter four: the promised rest, like that future rest yeah. that awaits us. That this is the end game, mm-hmm. you know, this rest with the presence of Jesus. But then, even like looking at Isaiah chapter forty, like I loved that whole reading section. Are we reading that today, please? Yes. I gave you permission. (laughs) Okay, I'm reading it, but then we can all talk about it. Starting in verse 28, do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the whole earth. He never becomes faint or weary. There is no limit to his understanding. He gives strength to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Youths may become faint and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not faint. I mean, it brings tears to my eyes, honestly, because it makes <laughs> like me— Like the longing for that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just mm-hmm. the ways that I am faint and weary mm-hmm. and the circumstances in which I am tired. Mm-hmm. And to be reminded that God doesn't he feel doesn't. faint or weary. And I think— The misconception for me, too, is that I will find rest once Mm -hmm. everything settles down. Like once all my ducks are in a row, once like everyone in my family is healthy. Those dang ducks. (laughs) Yeah. Those dang ducks. And that's... Uh, just not true. It's I mean, not. and either like that will probably never happen. Right. Then, like, the challenge is how do we find rest in the midst of our circumstances? Yes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and realizing that it is always available. Yeah. Yeah. But it isn't already. Yeah. Yeah. And that God actually gives us some really practical instruction because. He knows that we need that. Right. And to say, like, observe my Sabbath. Like, I'm inviting you to rest, to just put it all down. Stop. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to control. Stop trying to produce. Stop trying to be, you know, because rest can be like we can feel unproductive and that we feel shame or we feel, you know, like we're not contributing or we're not, we're going to let something slip. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the plates that we're spinning is going to fall and crash. And and the thing is, it, it they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just are. And it's and entirely it's, possible that they will. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. And then Jesus says in Matthew chapter 11, Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke and learn from me because I am lowly and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. Hmm. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I think about the overseer of my soul saying, find rest for your souls. Come to me. Learn from me. It's this pursuing Mm -hmm. and beckoning. Come and rest. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. It also makes me think of, you know, another reason why it's so important to come back to Scripture because yeah. it's a reminder of who God is. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that you don't have to do it all. You can't do it all. Yeah. Like, God is enough yeah. Yeah. for all of it. Right. Yeah. I love ending on that, honestly, Rachel, that passage, because I think this is part of the invitation of Advent, is like the That's right. the, the Advent of Jesus, the coming of Jesus as a baby in Bethlehem, is an invitation into God's presence. That's right. And and it was not just an invitation, it's a all right, I'm coming to you. Yeah. You yeah. know, like I'm going to to show you. Come to me because I have already come to you. That's right. It's like we've talked about like we only ever respond yeah. to God. We yeah. don't get to initiate. He has initiated. That's right. And the advent of Jesus is the advent of hope. It's the advent of freedom and salvation and rest. It's all of these things promised so beautifully in Scripture in so many places coming to pass, mm-hmm. coming to fulfillment in Jesus. And so I just didn't expect to be so moved by <laughs> this conversation or this week's reading and mm-hmm. just how to tie the anxieties that we feel and the fear that feels so ingrained in us to tie that to the coming of Jesus mm-hmm. and the birth of Jesus and the that that is one of the things that we celebrate That's when right. we celebrate his birth is that we celebrate that that's no longer our story. Hmm. Yeah. Um, he's written a better story. JJ, thank you so much for coming. This hour flew by. I mean, I didn't even, I just looked down at the clock and I, I was like, oh no, oh, no. <laughs> we have to stop talking now. We, the good news is that the final lyric of this week, Israel's Strength and Consolation, is also the first lyric of next week. Yes. So next week, Trillia Newbell will be coming as our guest, and we'll have to dig into that with Trillia. And that'll be lovely. And JJ, I'm sorry we didn't. We'll we'll talk off air. We'll get to we'll get to talk about it. Before we go, JJ, I happen to know that you have just recently released. I mean, we've been talking about music and Christmas and all yeah. these things. You just released a Christmas album. That's right. Okay, tell us about it. So it's a part of a series of albums called I Dream of You. They are orchestral cover songs. Oh my goodness. And so this one is called I Dream of You. Christmas. Yep. So they're all Christmas songs. It has all the Christmas fairy dust on it. There's a boys' choir. What? England. What? Yeah, they are. I love a boys' choir. Amazing. Oh, so beautiful. So, yeah, it's a mixture of sacred and secular songs. Sweet. And it's one of my favorite projects I've ever been a part of making. I mean, the number of times we have mentioned show notes in this episode, when I say that, y'all listening, you just go to sheriestruth.com slash podcast, and that's where you'll see all the things, and we'll definitely link that album. But also, you can just search JJ Heller on Spotify or anywhere you get your music. Okay. Thank you so much for coming. I loved this. It went by way too fast. Such a treat. (laughs) Y'all listening, of course, this is your invitation to be women and men in the Word of God every day this week. And boy, do you have some beautiful scriptures to read in your mornings or your evenings or whenever it is that you find time and make time mm-hmm. to be a woman or man in the Word of God each day. So we look forward to that with you. And next week, our friend Trillia Nuba will be here and we'll continue on our Advent journey. Mm-hmm. But until next week, JJ, what do we tell our friends? Keep opening your Bibles. Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh. 
Or the fields we go Laughing all the way Bells on bobtails ring Making spirits bright What fun it is to ride and sing a sleigh song tonight 